Good morning, I'm Pastor Gillespie from St. John Evangelical Lutheran Church and School, Sherman Center, Random Lake, Wisconsin. It's good to have you with us here today for the Congregation of Prayer, Guide for Daily Meditation Prayer Around God's Word. It's Friday, April 14th, 2023. And yes, it is a good morning. Good morning to you all. That's why I played the played that uh, choral anthem that I recorded for Concordia Publishing House. I thought it was appropriate for this day. Uh, Don says... Uh, Ethan's concert was excellent. Yeah, it was really impressive, wasn't it? Um, what a great group. There's something about having a mass choir like that, you know, that's well-rehearsed and, uh, and talented, but uh, really, uh, what a what a joy. Good. So, got home late and, uh, excuse me, had to get up early to get him on the bus. So, uh, uh, late night, early morning, makes for tired pastor. All right, good to see you all here uh, checking out on the chat, and uh, those of you watching or listening later in the day, greetings to you as well. So, let us begin. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. I believe in God the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried, he descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sits at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Christian Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. All right, memory verse. I know that my Redeemer lives, and he shall stand at last on the earth. And after my skin is destroyed, this I know, that in my flesh I shall see God. Job 19, verses 25 through 26. Our psalm is Psalm 118, verses 19 to 29. Open to me the gates of righteousness, that I may enter through them and give thanks to the Lord. This is the gate of the Lord, the righteous shall enter through it. I thank you that you have answered me and have become my salvation. The stone that the builders rejected has become the cornerstone. This is the Lord's doing. It is marvelous in our eyes. This is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Save us, we pray. O Lord, we pray, give us success. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. We bless you from the house of the Lord. The Lord is God, and he has made his light to shine upon us. Bind the festal sacrifice with cords up to the horns of the altar. You are my God, and I will give thanks to you. You are my God, I will extol you. O oh, give thanks to the Lord, for he is good, for his steadfast love endures forever. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Okay. Table of duties to husbands, appropriate as we hear uh, more and more as we get through the season here, about Christ's love for his bride, the church. So we hear instruction given to husbands, and of course that's a reflection of uh, Christ's own loving service for his bride, you, his church. Husbands, in the same way, be considerate as you live with your wives and treat them with respect as the weaker partner and as heirs with you of the gracious gift of life so that nothing will hinder your prayers. 1 Peter 3, verse 7. Husbands, love your wives and do not be harsh with them. Colossians 3, verse 19. Okay, uh, this was actually the epistle text we heard on Wednesday night. Now, if Christ is preached that he has been risen, uh, raised from the dead, how do some of you 
or some among you say that there is no resurrection of the dead. But if there is no resurrection of the dead, then Christ is not risen. And if Christ is not risen, then our preaching is empty, and your faith is also empty. Yes, and we are found false witnesses of God, because we have testified of God that he has raised up Christ, whom he did not raise up if, in fact, the dead do not rise. For if the dead do not rise, then Christ is not risen. And if Christ is not risen, your faith is futile, and you are still in your sins. Then also those who have fallen asleep in Christ have perished. If in this life only we have hope in Christ, we are of all men the most pitiable. But now, Christ is risen from the dead, and has become the firstfruits of those who have fallen asleep. For since by man came death, by man also came the resurrection of the dead. For as in Adam all die, even so in Christ all shall be made alive. But each one in his own order, Christ the firstfruits, afterward those who are Christ at his coming. Then comes the end, when he delivers the kingdom to God the Father, when he puts an end to all rule and all authority and power, for he must reign till he puts all enemies under his feet. First Corinthians. Yeah. So uh, Paul does uh, what a mental exercise, I suppose. Follows a, a rhetorical question down to its logical conclusion. Um, those of those who deny the resurrection of the body of the dead. Um, what's the consequence of that? You are still in your sins, right? If Christ did not rise from the dead, you are still in your sins. And then we are most to be pitiable because our hope is just in a man who's dead. Uh, what is that, right? Our faith would be futile. So after chasing that down, then of course he confesses rightly we, uh, that Christ is risen from the dead, is the first fruits of those who are asleep, that's us. And since he, um, since by Adam death came, so then by Christ we will be made alive. First Christ, then us, um, who are Christ at his coming. And then comes the end. So he also then runs it all the way through um, eschat- eschatologically, right? To the end times, to when he comes again to rule with all po- authority and power putting all enemies under his feet. Psalm 110, uh, verse, what is it, four, probably? One, two, or three, or four, somewhere in there. Good. And then for our catechesis, we're actually going back to Exodus, just for a brief moment. Um, I intentionally withheld this back when we were going through the Exodus story, um, because I knew it would be appropriate to consider it during the Easter season, in particular because this is one of the canticles appointed um, to be heard at the Easter vigil. Okay, which we did. Uh, actually, I led the congregation in singing according to uh, the setting in, in Lutheran Service Book 925. I will sing to the Lord, for he has triumphed gloriously. The horse and his rider is thrown into the sea. All right? Maybe you can hear it in your head now, too. All right, so let's read it. Then Moses and the children of Israel sang this song to the Lord and spoke, saying, I will sing to the Lord, for he has triumphed gloriously. The horse and his rider he has thrown into the sea. The Lord is my strength and my song, and he has become my salvation. He is my God, and I will praise him, my Father's God, and I will exalt him. The Lord is a man of war, the Lord is his name. Pharaoh's chariots and his army he has cast into the sea. His chosen captains are also are drowned in the Red Sea. The depths have covered them, they sank to the bottom like a stone. Your right hand, O Lord, has become glorious in power. Your right hand, O Lord, has dashed the enemy in pieces. In the greatness of your excellence, you have overthrown those who rise again, rose against you. You sent forth your wrath that consumed them like stubble. And with the blast of your nostrils, the waters were gathered together. The flood stood upright like a heap. The depths congealed in the heart of the sea. The enemy said, I will pursue. I will overtake. I will divide the spoil. My desire shall be satisfied on them. I will draw my sword. My hand shall destroy them. 
You blew with your wind, the sea covered them, they sank like lead in the mighty waters. Who is like you, O Lord, among the gods? Who is like you, glorious in holiness, fearful in praises, doing wonders? You stretched out your right hand, the earth swallowed them. You in your mercy have led forth the people whom you have redeemed. You have guided them in your strength to your holy habitation. The people will hear and be afraid. Sorrow will take hold of the inhabitants of Philistia. Then the chiefs of Edom will be dismayed, the mighty men of Moab. Trembling will take hold of them. All the inhabitants of Canaan will melt away. Fear and dread will fall on them by the greatness of your arm. They will be as still as a stone till your people pass over, O Lord, till your peop- till the people pass over whom you have purchased. You will bring them in and plant them in the mountain of your inheritance, in the place, O Lord, which you have made for your own dwelling, the sanctuary, O Lord, which your hands have established. The Lord shall reign forever and ever. Okay, what a song, right? So what's the uh, main theme of the song, if you had to say? I think it's it's confession. It's a confession of what the Lord has done, right? So that the Lord is God, and as evidenced by what, what he has done, there is no other God like him. How about that? So the Lord is God, and there is no other God like him. Glorious in power, right? Um, of course, this is illustrated by what, in the Canticle version, we uh, we consider the refrain here, which is verse 1, I will sing to the Lord, for he has triumphed gloriously, the horse and his rider he has thrown into the sea. Okay. Um, in verse 2, Moses says that the Lord has become my salvation, right? Why did Moses say that he had become his salvation? I think it's connected to this Father's God, right? My Father's God. It's reminding us that he's kept his promise, not only to deliver them out of exile, right, but to preserve the people for the sake of the inheritance, the seed line. He's not always described in the Old Testament as my father's God, which I think is interesting. The God of our fathers, right? Again, tying together all the promises of uh, the offspring that would crush the serpent's head, the offspring that would be numbered as as much as the the sand of the seashore, the stars of heaven, um, the inheritance, the promised inheritance of the land of Canaan, etc. Um, notice the, the hand, or excuse me, I just gave it away, uh, the name that's given uh, to the second person of the Trinity here in the Old Testament, verse 6, right, and then it gets repeated later again. Your right hand, O Lord, has become glorious in power. Your right hand has dashed the enemies in pieces, right? You stretched out your right hand, the earth swallowed them, verse 12, right? Of course, then that explains why uh, when Jesus says, I ascend uh, to my Father's right hand, right, or as we confess in the Creed, he ascends to the right hand of God the Father Almighty, right? We're talking about, we're naming Jesus as the one who delivered Israel uh, through the Red Sea from Egypt. Verse 7 is talking about what day? The wrath and consuming like stubble. That's talking about Judgment Day, right? So um, Pharaoh's destruction in the Red Sea is a little picture of the greater judgment against all rebel, uh, all who live in persistent rebellion against God's word, right? All the enemies of God. Um, and then we have word pictures being used for the wind that, that dries up the sea. Um, quite interesting, right? The blast of your nostrils. <laughs> the kids try to move a lot of air with their nostrils and they realize that what's going on there, right? Is that even that little bit of wind that you can get out through your nostrils from God is enough to dry the sea. Yeah, what a beautiful picture. Um, according to verse 13, so let's scroll down. Why has God led his people? You 
in your mercy, because of your mercy, have led your people, right? Not because they deserved it or have earned it uh, or, or have even been faithful themselves, but rather in his mercy. And then he gives his name to the people. He calls them the redeemed. What does it mean to redeem? It means to buy back, right? Then um, we have, well, these may be a later insertion, but I think they're appropriate here, right? The people of Philistia and Edom and Moab and Canaan are melting away. Right. We actually hear later that this is this is true. Right. That's why I say maybe a later insertion, uh, still appropriate for the song. This is exactly the testimony that the woman on the wall of Jericho gives. Remember her name, Rahab, who is what did we figure out was the great grandfather of Boaz, right? Of Boaz and Ruth fame. Yeah. Uh, what are verse seventeen describing here? This heaven, this this uh, dwelling place, this sanctuary which he's established, the mountain of his inheritance. Um, I think immediately Moses and the people were thinking of um, some place in uh, in the promised land in Canaan, but uh, it's not finally fulfilled until eternity, right? With heaven and uh, the tabernacle not made with hands with the body of Christ, right? And the mountain, Mount Zion, the heavenly Zion. Okay. All right. So let's summarize. Uh, good hymnody always focuses on the wonders God has done rather than on the works of men. This song of Moses says nothing about the people. Rather, it shows what God has done for them. Indeed, the people only receive the salvation because the love of God is unfailing. The constant references to the work of the right hand of the Lord points to the work of the second person of the Trinity, who has now come in flesh and performed even greater wonders. Jesus has shattered the power of death in the grave that we might pass by and enter into the sanctuary established for us through the death and resurrection of Christ. We have been planted on the mountain of our inheritance, that is Calvary, so that as we have died with Christ, we may also live with him. The waters of judgment have been poured over us in baptism, and we have been declared righteous for the sake of Christ. Okay. We'll sing our hymn for the week, Christ is Arisen. Yeah.
right, no commemorations today, so let's continue with our collect for the week. Almighty God the Father, through your only begotten Son, Jesus Christ, you have overcome death and opened the gate of everlasting life to us. Grant that we who celebrate with joy the day of our Lord's resurrection may be raised from the death of sin by your life-giving Spirit, through Jesus Christ our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. O Lord Jesus, by your word and spirit, fashion the men of your church into husbands made in your image, who love their wives and sacrifice themselves for them, even as you gave yourself for us, your bride, the church. Teach them to respect their wives and to treat them with tenderness, compassion, and loving kindness. Deliver them from all pride and arrogance so that they do not take advantage of their wives, but honor them as joint heirs of the gracious gift of life. In your holy name we pray. Amen. We pray today for the preaching of the Holy Cross of our Lord Jesus Christ, for it spread throughout the whole world, for the persecuted, for the sick and dying. We also pray today in Thanksgiving with Al and Jackie, both celebrating their birthdays, uh, with Bryce celebrating his baptism, with Wendell and Amy, Timothy, Michael, Duane and Pam, Chelsea, Chris, and the rest of the households of our church, for the, the gift of life and birth, for our catechumens, for those ill receiving treatment or recovering, especially Dale and Pam, Joe, Kelsey, Marion, Walt, Christopher, and Brad, Doug, Sandy, Hosea, Emily, Pat, and Darlene. So we should also include uh, my nephew, Wade, who uh, broke his femur uh, dirt biking and had to have surgery yesterday. Pray also for the homebound, Marcella, Dan, Paul, Merlin, and Pauline. Pray for the missions and mercy work of the church, especially um, that of alert disaster relief teams. We pray an intercession for the mortification of the old man and for the preservation of the word and increase of the church. And finally, we pray with the friends and family of Doug, or excuse me, of Dan, brother of Doug, um, who grieve his death. For all this, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. I thank you, my heavenly Father, through Jesus Christ, your dear Son, that you have kept me this night from all harm and danger. And I pray that you would keep me this day also from sin and every evil, that all my doings and life may please you. For into your hands I commend myself, my body and soul and all things. Let your holy angel be with me, that the evil foe may have no power over me. Amen. Let us bless the Lord. Thanks be to God. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Amen. All right. Hey, a little bit um, more abbreviated of a congregation prayer today. That's fine. Tomorrow we'll gather again in the morning. We'll look at Sunday's Old Testament and epistle reading. Maybe talk a little bit about the psalm some more and uh, maybe look at the hymn a little bit and its history. All right, so join us again in the morning for prayer at 9 a.m., and then, of course, divine service on Sunday at 9.30. Um, Bible study following, we'll finally get to resume with Ezekiel. We had to take a few weeks off with Palm Sunday and Easter. Um, And then, oh, before church, 8.15, we bumped it up another 15 minutes. Um, 8.15 is new member catechesis. This is instruction towards becoming a communicant member of our church. Um, It's for all those who are coming from whatever tradition and have been a part of regular attendance and now want to um, be confirmed in the faith and join our congregation. Okay. 
I think that's good for now. So uh, God be with you all. Keep you safe. And I hope to see you again in the morning. We thank you for listening to this podcast from St. John Evangelical Lutheran Church Sermon Center in Random Lake, Wisconsin. If this podcast is of benefit to you, please consider supporting the work of St. John by visiting stjohnrandomlake.org, that's stjohnrandomlake.org, slash support, and give today.